So, who we listen to is pretty important. I don't know if you'd agree with that or not. You've probably listened to people before where you're like, man, I am so glad I listened to them and I'm looking at my wife right now (laughs) thinking about this. She's like, if you would just listen to me, if you would just do what I say, and and she is right 99.999 probably percent of the time, and there are just times where, quite frankly, I'm a bonehead, I'm an idiot, and I don't listen. Who we listen to is important, and I think what we take to heart is important, right? Because sometimes we hear somebody speak, and it just kind of goes in one ear and out the other. There was this old commercial I remember when I was... uh, I think I was in high school, and it was this commercial about this company called E.F. Hutton. Does anybody remember that? Yeah, all right. So with E.F. Hutton, there was always this, you know, it said when e. F., the, the, the tagline was, when E.F. Hutton speaks, everybody listens, right? So you could be walking around, and all of a sudden this guy, E.F. Hutton, starts to stop, and everyone in the commercial just stops and listens to what E.F. Hutton has to say. What if it was like that with God for, for you? That when, when God spoke, you stopped and, and, and you listened. You, you took it very seriously, more serious than anything else in your life. And that's, that's really what living the Christian life is all about, is it's about listening to God and it's about stopping when He speaks, isn't it? You know, I've, I've learned some lessons, unfortunately, the hard way as far as listening to people that I should have listened to. And I remember uh, in, in, my, my, in my first marriage, my father-in-law was helping me to clear this land. And I had cut down tree after tree after tree, piled up all these trees in this big, huge pile. And at some point, we were going to burn all those trees so that the land would be clear and we would be ready to build a house. And so, I mean, I was cutting away, cutting away made a big mistake one day, cut a tree and it fell into this other one and I forgot about it and kept on cutting trees down. Next thing I know, I didn't realize I'd cut this other tree that came loose and fell across the top of my neck. Almost almost killed me. Mistake number one in not listening to my father-in-law who said, never turn your back on a tree, okay? Didn't listen, okay? You're probably already thinking of moments where you didn't listen that you should have listened. You're like, oh, if I'd only listen. But the real worst part of this story is that finally the time came where we, we lit this big, fi- this big pile of trees and brush on fire. I was so ready to get it out of there and to look at just this blank patch of land that we could actually build this little house on, on this property. So we lit it. My father-in-law and I are sitting out there all night watching this thing burn. You know, I, I must have had marshmallows and s'mores that night. Whatever, but I had to keep watching it. A fire like that, you know, if you've ever, you know, been camping, a little fire, you still have to watch and kick it over and make sure it's out. But a fire that big is a lot of fuel. So I was up all night long into the early hours, and he, I didn't have to go to work that next day, but he did. So he's like, all right, son, this is the way he talked to me. It's this kind of country thing. You know, you make sure that you stay here until this thing is really out. I'm like, all right. So he went off and left, but I was just exhausted. You ever been camping before around a campfire? You just smell like smoke. You're just tired. You're worn out. You just, you just, I needed a shower. I needed something to eat. And after a while, I'm like, this, this fire has to be out. I didn't, I didn't see much smoke. Much. But I went over and kicked over logs and looked under stuff. And it's like, 
I think it's fine. So I, I went and, and left to go take a shower and to get something to eat. Basically, he had a, his, his house was on, it was family lands. He had his house up there. There's a good little bit of piece of property in between, and there was this area. So I just went up, took a shower at his house, and sat down in front of the TV with a bowl of cereal. Okay? The next thing I know, is knock on the door. I'm like, what in the world? Who is here? I go over and I answer the door, and it's a fireman. He's like, you realize your field's on fire? And I'm like, what? You know, just. And so I go and, and walk outside, and there are firemen out there that are putting out this fire that is, there was a whole bunch of pine straw in between this property. And the wind had come and stirred, kind of blew through that valley where the house was going to be, where that pile was, lit, on, lit pine straw on fire, and it began to crawl towards his house. Trees along the way were on fire, but the very worst thing of all was that he had his baby, his pride and joy tractor that he had parked not far away from where that fire was set. And I go out there and look, and there is his tractor with his big old black tires on fire with black smoke just shooting into the sky. At this point, I was only engaged to his daughter, or was, well, was soon to be father-in-law. I'm sure that at that point he probably would have said, get out. But if there's any human being that I've truly experienced some grace from, it was, you know, it was definitely him. I don't know how he ever got past that because I guess the insurance ended up getting him a whole new tractor and all that stuff was great. But, you know, you imagine the trust that he lost in me. Look, all the things I told you, all the stuff I've said, why didn't you listen? I told you to stay put. I told you to keep an eye on the fire. I told you to, the, the little phrase, you may have heard it before, where there's smoke, there's what? Right. Where there's smoke, there's fire. It don't matter if it's just a little bit. His fire wasn't out and I didn't listen I regretted it. The person that we need to listen to the most, and we know that we need to listen to the most, is the Lord. I want us to look at some passages of Scripture today that, that will kind of illuminate that for us. And we hear this, and we're going to look in Matthew chapter 7, verse 24. I encourage you to open it up in your Bibles if you have one, and we'll have it on the screen as well. And just so you know, I'm not sure what versions y'all like to read. I use the English Standard Version. What do y'all like to use? Let's hear it. NIV? That's my very first Bible, so I love NIV. I'll try to quote stuff, and it always comes back to the NIV. What does everyone else use? NLT. That's probably Diane's favorite, right? Yeah, NASB. Love it. Love it. That's going to be pretty close to the ESV here. So it's a translation. Right? There's no perfect one because the original language of the Bible, if you know this, is written in Greek and Hebrew, which probably none of us understand all too well, much less can say. So anyway, we will, we will look at things at a lot of different translations sometimes just to kind of help us to understand, which is really the most important thing. Right? If, we wanna, if we're going to listen, we have to understand what is it that God is saying. And let's look at Matthew 7. Jesus is telling this story. He told a lot of stories to help us to get it. 
to help us to understand. And he said, everyone then who, who hears these words of mine, his words, right? And here's some key thing, a key phrase he says after that. Everyone then who hears these words of mine, and then what? Does them. It didn't do me any good, right? To hear old father-in-law say, yeah, just don't leave. And then to not do it, I, I walked away, I didn't pay attention, I had to have my bowl of cereal in my shower. Everyone who hears these words of mine and does them, this is really cool, will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. If you've ever built a house or you've looked at, you probably don't know much about foundations, I don't know, you know that the foundation is key, isn't it? Yeah. With everything, you know, you're sitting on a foundation, right? If you didn't trust that, you wouldn't be sitting there. You place your trust in it. But a rock is solid because rocks don't move. Rocks don't crumble. You know, they, they're firm. And if you build, if you listen to me, if you do what I say, you'll be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. And that's key because he says, And the rain fell, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, but it did not fall. <clears throat> because it had been founded on the rock. Hearing what God has to say and actually putting it into practice is like a house that's built on the rock because there's going to be all kinds of crap that hits you in your life. There's going to be all kinds of things that, that, that you will face. There's things you've already gone through that, you've, that you, you're having to overcome. And in some ways, you're kind of rebuilding that foundation. But as long as you're building that foundation on the rock, as long as you've started to listen, right, in my case to the father-in-law, and do what he says, we start to listen to what God has to say. We are building that foundation on the rock. And you might have heard this, this passage before, and it says, the rest of it says, and any, everyone who hears these words of mine and does, and, and everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man, like me, okay, in that story, who built his house on the sand. You ever built anything on sand? Or, you know, I was thinking, Diane and I love when we have the opportunity. We don't get to go as much as we would like, but have you ever been to the beach? Yeah. You love the beach? Anybody beach lovers here? Yes. And, you know, if you're a kid out there, probably maybe you do it if you're an adult too. I don't know. Get out there. Eric's shaking his head. Try to build like the, the castle out of sand, you know, or to build whatever you like to build. I remember we were, we were at the beach one day. We were sitting in these chairs just kind of in, enjoying the sunshine and just the sound of the waves, right? And these two, two little girls were up front, and they literally must have spent the entire day building something out of sand. I mean, they were just, every moment they were there, and then they'd run to the ocean, they'd get some of that, would you ever do this? Get some of the wet sand, and you bring it back, and they'd like plop it through their hands, they'd build other things, and it would dry out, and they'd get firmer. They spent all day doing that. And that was great, and they were proud of what they had done. Diane and I were like, this is so cute, taking pictures. But then there was a moment for them that was rough, and you probably know what's coming, don't you, right? High tide, the storms, the trouble. And, and the, the waves came, and they got closer and closer. And one of the girls took off. I don't think she even realized. And they, she came back at just the right moment. This wave just came and just went right over the top and just wiped out everything that they had been working on that day. The other girl just walked away, kind of like, hey, it's sand. 
But this other girl, she just kind of sat in it. I mean, she looked so down and depressed. You ever just, you know, work hard on something and it just, it just falls apart? And Jesus is saying that same thing. He's like, you know, the, if you listen to me, if you do what I say, it will, it will be solid. It will stand firm. Your life will be strong. You don't have to worry about the wind and the waves because they're going to come for everybody. Hard times are going to come for everybody. But if you build your life on my foundation, if you build it on the rock, it's going to be strong. It's going to be strong. Who are we, who are we listening to is a question. Who are we listening to? The thing that I, I like about this passage, though, too, is so the rest of this, just to read, the rains fell for the sand here, and the floods came, the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell, and great was the fall of it. It doesn't say in that passage you can't, that you can't start building things on the rock, because you can. And that's really why we're all here, isn't it? And every one of us, every one of us is trying to, as believers, try to listen to what the Lord has to say and to build our lives on the rock. There are moments where we walk away and we think, ah, we got it, and we, we stop to listen sometimes. And in my life, I'm continually having to remind myself, no, i got to stop listening to that. I need to listen to Him. A lot of times we listen to ourselves we think we know better. You ever met somebody like that? They just know it all. Everything. You know? Why are you laughing? It's just like, I'm thinking about you. You just think, no? Okay. See, my, having your wife in front of you and you preach ain't no, no better way to be honest, is there? I see my wife at me. She, yeah. So, who are we listening to? That's a, that's a great passage. I want to look at another passage because as we consider this, and there have been, just, just to be honest with you, ladies, there have been some, some major crashes in my life. There have been, been some major storms and things. I didn't listen to God. Times where I found myself like that little girl sitting in the sand, depressed and thinking, How, I don't see a way out. I've been there before. But the good news uh, about the Lord is that who God is, is that God is not this wrathful, vengeful God. He's this loving God who's full of grace and wants to show you how to build things on the rock wants to show you how to build a life that stands firm, that stands tall, that you can enjoy life even when the, the wind and the rain and the storms come. His grace and love is always there for us. So this next passage really gives us an insight of, of what God is like. We're going to look at, uh, we're going to look, take a turn to Luke chapter 15 now. And in Luke chapter 15, there's, there's really a bunch of stories that Jesus tells that are all kind of strung together. And, but at the end of, of, of some of them, he gets to this main story here that is probably definitely one of my favorites in the Bible. Luke chapter 15, and we're going to, look at, we're going to start at verse 11. Story of the prodigal son, and you've, you've probably heard this before, heard of it. And in Luke 15, 11, Jesus is telling the story, and he talks about this man. He's talking about this father. He said there was a man who had two sons, and the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the share of property that is coming to me. And he divided his property between them. Kind of a crazy statement, though, too, right? 
Like, who goes to their dad? He's not dead yet. Dad, give me my share of the inheritance. You know, the stuff you're going to give me when you die. I want my half now. Pretty offensive. I, I, yeah, I want this now. And so, you know, you don't see the father saying, what? You know, or, you know, arguing with him. He does it. He divided his property between them. And not many days later, it says, the younger son gathered all he had and took a journey into a far country. And it says, so he, he takes off with this money, it says, and there he squandered his property in reckless living. And when he had spent everything, a severe famine arose in that country, and he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out to one of the citizens of that country who sent him into his fields to feed pigs. And it says that he was longing to be fed with the pods that the pigs ate, and no one gave him anything. So he started out, he had all this money, he had all this stuff, he left home, he goes off, says he just kind of goes crazy with it, right? The whole wild living thing, going to do everything he ever imagined, blah, 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 spends it all, gets to the point where even a famine comes, that he finds himself in even harder luck than he ever imagined, to the point that he has to hire himself out to feed pigs. Now for us, we're like, okay, well, big deal, he's got a job, but for, for a Jewish individual, Feeding pigs was like the lowest you could possibly go. To the point that he even wanted to eat, it says, what the, the, the pigs were eating. This is as low as this guy could go. But I love this little phrase. And maybe, I think we've all been here, right? Can you say that with me? But when he came to himself. What does that mean? You ever had that moment? What? When he came to his senses, even better. You ever had one of those moments? When he came to his senses. And sometimes that's what it takes. You know, it takes a big mess. It takes, you know, uh, just falling flat on your face sometimes to be able to really come to your senses to, to do what? To start to listen. To start to understand. To start to think about what is it that God's been trying to tell me all along. And so he comes to his senses and he says, How many of my father's hired servants have more than enough bread, but I perish here with hunger? He's like, even, even the people that are just working as servants in my father's house are eating. You know, they're, they're under his protection, but, but here I am starving. So I will arise and I will go to my father and I will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Treat me as one of your hired servants. I'm going to go back. I'm going to plead my case to dad. I'm going to say, dad, I don't even, I'm not even worthy to be called your son. Not even worthy to have your last name, so to speak, right? I'll do anything. He was definitely humble at this point, wasn't he? Ready to do whatever, ready to listen. And he, he had very low expectations, though, too, didn't he? He's like, surely he's not, dad's not going to come and like, put me back in the position that I had before in the family. I just want to be a servant under his protective roof. That's the expectations that he had of his father. And so he arose and he came to his father. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him 
and felt compassion. A lot of people say that, some people think based on that scripture that, you know, the father was, you know, if he'd be outside working, that he would always kind of keep his eyes on the road looking for his son. It's an interesting, because what we're seeing here, this is a story that Jesus tells, but it's a story really about God's heart. Who is God like? And we're getting some insight, because a lot of us have thought God was just out to get us. I don't know, but this is what God's actually like, Jesus says. His father actually happens to see him coming at a distance. And what does it say? He arose and came to his father, but while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and felt compassion and ran and embraced him and kissed him. He was looking for his son. He was looking for an opportunity to come and embrace him and to pick him back up. That's the crazy love and compassion that God has for us. That's the, if you've ever sung that hymn before, that's the amazing grace, right, that we're talking about. It's not just a song, it's a reality. This is how God feels about you. He loves you that much. So he ran and embraced him and kissed him. And the son's trying to get out these words. I love this. The son said to him, Father, I've sinned against heaven and before you, and I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. What would you think that the father would say? Yep, you're right. You know, can't believe you did what you did. I can't believe you, you treated me like I was dead and took half of, my, half of my money and ran away. And then when you did, then you just blew it all and you did this, you did that. You don't hear that from him in this story, do you? God doesn't shame you. He doesn't come back and say, I can't believe you did what you did. I can't believe you said what you said. I can't. He does not come back with these lists of things, right? Like we do. We get in arguments with each other, right? And I could bring up something, Diane, well, at least I didn't do what you did back on October 1st of 2017. And she's like, what did I do? I'm making this up. You know, but we have those memories, don't we? We pull them out like, like a weapon at times. Well, you know, at least I didn't, and we, ne- we don't forget, right? We don't forget, and we use those opportunities. God is not like that. Instead, what the father says is this, <laughs> the, the son's barely got this stuff out of his mouth, and the father says, quickly, There's no time, there's no hesitation here. There's no go stand in the corner for a while, go go in your room and think about what you've done, right? We've all said that or heard that before probably. He says, quickly bring the best robe and put it on him. We're going shopping, essentially, ladies, right? Bring the best robe and put it on him. He probably smelled like pig poop. Probably needed the bath. May not have been the best idea. So I don't know. Son, take a bath first. Then we'll get the robe. But he said, quick, get the robe and put it on him. Doesn't just get clothes. He gets jewelry. Put a ring on his hand. Isn't this just a little bit much? You know? All right, clothes are one thing. Jewelry, too? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, he, he gives him a ring. I'm sure the ring had to do something, though, probably I've heard before with, with, some, with family identity. 
son, you still belong to me. You still belong to me. Bring the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet. And on top of that, shoes, right? How many, I hear ladies like shoes. Is that true? <laughs> it is? Okay, just curious. All right, so shoes on his feet. You're like, what? Just how can it possibly get any better? And then bring the fattened calf and kill it and let us eat and celebrate. We're going to have a party. In fact, we're going to have my favorite. We're going to have steak. Bring the fattened calf and kill it. We're going to celebrate. For he says, this, my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. And they began to celebrate. When we begin to listen to God, when we turn away from the sand and we begin to listen and build something on a foundation of rock, we listen to what the Lord has to say. He throws a party. He gets excited. Here's some clothes. Here's a ring. Here's some shoes. Let's celebrate. There's a party. He doesn't give shame. He gives joy and celebration and grace and love. That's the kind of God that we serve. That's the kind of God that we worship. And it's so important that we understand that. It's so important that we have a correct understanding of who God really is and how much love he really does have for us. Because I don't know if you've how you think about yourself, but I've, I've been in those moments where I've, like that girl in the sand, just kind of depressed, and I think of myself all sorts of different ways, with shame and regret and hatred, even towards myself. God does not see us that way. He loves you. That's amazing grace. When we listen to God, He throws a party. So much different than the rest of the story because you hear about his brother who gets, who gets ticked off about it. He has a different perspective. That's not what they deserve. That's not what that brother, he doesn't even say his own brother. That's what your son of yours, he calls his other brother, if you read the rest of the story. He has that mentality. But that's not how God is. I want to take a look at another passage, and we're not going to read the rest of that because we don't have time, but we're going to take another look at Matthew chapter 13, if you want to turn there. We're going to begin at Matthew 13, verse 1. Jesus tells another story. This will be the last passage we'll look at today. Jesus tells this story. He says that the same day Jesus went out of the house and sat beside the sea and great crowds gathered about him so that he got into a boat and sat down. And the whole crowd stood on the beach. Interesting, here we are at the beach. And he told them many things and parables saying, he tells this story, a sower went out to sow. And as he sowed, some seeds fell along the path, and the birds came and devoured them. 
Other seeds fell on rocky ground where they did not have much soil. And immediately they sprang up since they had no depth of soil. But when the sun rose, they were scorched. And since they had no root, they withered away. And other seeds fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and, and choked them. Other seeds fell on good soil and produced grain, some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. Now look at what verse 9 says. Since we're talking about listening, talking about listening to the right people, what does it say? He who, has, he who has ears, let him hear. And you just kind of wonder, like, you know, everyone's like, what? It's not that you physically have ears, right? But I, the question I wonder before we read the rest of this passage is, do we have ears today? Are we in a place where we're, where we're willing to listen to God? I think that's really kind of what this, the, this story is about that we're going to look at, too, is do we have ears? Do we have a heart that's really receptive to what God has to say? Do we have ears that we're willing to use, right? That we're willing to listen and understand. So now we're going to look at how Jesus explains this. So we're going to skip over to verse 18. So look down a little bit further there. Matthew 18 through 23 is where we are. And so he says, he says what's the first word? Hear. Hear. Or listen, depending on your translation, right? Hear or listen. Appreciate that. Gives us a good picture of all of it, doesn't it? Hear or listen then, right, to the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what has been sown in his heart, okay? This is what was sown along the path. As for what was sown on rocky ground, this is the one who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy, yet he has no root in himself, but endures for a while, and when tribulation or persecution arises, an account of the world of the word, excuse me, immediately he falls away. As for what was sown among thorns, this is the one who who hears the word, but the, the cares of the world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word, and it proves unfruitful. But then it says this as for what was sown on good soil, this is the one who hears the word. And understands it. It's really the person that that takes it in fully, that hears it and listens. He indeed bears fruit and yields in one case a hundredfold, in another sixty, and in another thirty. Really what's unique about this passage is it's it's talking about soil and it's talking about there's he kind of compares soil in different ways to our hearts. And I think this morning, we're, the, the point of what, what I'm trying to say is this, is, you know, again, who are we listening to? But the biggest part of that is where, where do we find our hearts? 
Sometimes our, our hearts are, 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 are just hard-packed and the seed can't get through. You know, it's just like it just kind of... I, I tried to... I remember I used to live in Chapin and I don't know if it was all of Chapin or this particular area, but I tried to grow this green pepper plant. Anybody ever tried to grow anything? Anybody good at it? Yes, I need to talk. I need to talk. <laughs> so I had this green pepper plant. I had seen my grandfather do it. You know, I, I had seen plenty of different people grow things. How hard could it be? <laughs> well, when you have clay for soil, I found out that I, 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 I thought I already had a head start, too. You ever go to Lowe's and you get those plants? I don't know if you've ever done this. But I went and I found a green pepper plant, and it already had a green pepper on it. It was little. You know, it was like about the size of a, a big gumball or something. I planted that thing. I thought all I had to do was just keep watering it, and then I would have a regular full-size green pepper, hopefully more than just one. Well, it got like that big. It didn't do anything. <laughs> because the soil, I'm assuming, you could help me out, was just so hard packed. I don't know if any nutrients were even getting to it. It was just, just tough. The only way anything grew there is I happened to dig up enough to put that plant there. But it was just this tiny green pepper. It never, I think it probably just fell off towards the end of whatever that season was. That's all I had. I think I might have sliced it up and had a little tiny, you couldn't tell if it was a green pepper or a jalapeno probably because it was that small. But the soil is key, isn't it? And, and, and God's word, if you put that last passage up for me, needs to find good soil. If we're going to listen and put things into action, it really has to do with, the, with our hearts. So where are we? Where is our heart? What, kind of, what is the soil of your heart like? And the good soil is, is, is the one that hears the word, understands it. It's the one that's really, as God was saying earlier, we saw that first story, that puts it into practice hears it, that understands it, that's willing to do something about it. But I guess my, my encouragement for all of us this morning is this, is that we would continue to have hearts that are like that. Hearts that have good soil, hearts that are, that are open, that are willing to take in God's word, that are willing to be receptive, that are willing to listen to everything that God has to say. And it can be really tough to do that sometimes because we kind of, we, we wrestle with ourselves, at least I, I do, or I think, nah, I know better. And then we realize we made a few mistakes. No, God knows better. You're, you're in a great place where you're in a, you're in a good atmosphere. You're in some, some really good soil here at Toby's place. And the real, the real question is, is can, can you maintain that kind of soil? Will you, will you grow, will you, will you enrich the soil of your heart to continue to listen to God, and to continue to grow and to, and to actually produce more than just a little tiny green pepper, right? Because God wants us to have a fruitful life. So to have a blessed life, he really does. But the truth is, it only happens when we listen to him. Only happens 
when we listen to Him. And unfortunately, it's taken some, some times where I've not listened to Him, where I've crashed and I've been like that girl on the sand for me to wake up, to come to my senses like the prodigal son that says, why, why, wouldn't, I go, why wouldn't I go back to Dad's house? Why wouldn't I come back here and, and really listen to what He has to say? Because this is the kind of father he is. He's a loving and a gracious father who wants us to build a strong foundation and to be fruitful. That's pretty incredible. Would you pray with me? Lord, we thank you so much today that you teach in stories that we can understand. I thank you for the, the story, Lord, about the house built on rock. I pray that you would help us to, to listen to you and to put your words into practice. Lord, that you would give us a, a strong foundation. Lord, we thank you for the love and the grace that you show us. We thank you for the example of the prodigal son and, and how you display your love in that story. Your love is for real. And I'm so grateful for that. Lord, help us to have, have hearts that are soft, that continually listen. Lord, help us to be fruitful people. Lord, every one of us here today, we just ask that you would strengthen us, that you would continue to shape our lives into a life that pleases you. Lord, help us to love you more, to have a greater hunger and a greater desire for you. Lord, help us to be the people that you want us to be. We love you, and we thank you for this time you've given us together. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Everybody said, amen.